Hello, everyone, and welcome to another well-played podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. Together, we explore games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have Kimberly Snodgrass and her teaching partner, Deb DeToro. Today, we'll be chatting about um, the sort of the power of collaboration and teamwork. Uh, we have had Kim on actually recently talking about her Olympic unit, and uh, I think we're going to just dive a little more into sort of the collaborative aspects of that. Uh, welcome, guys. If you could just introduce yourselves one more time for our new listeners. Hey, Michael. Um, I'm Kimberly Snodgrass, and we are so excited to be here today. Um, we both teach here at York Middle School. Uh, I am confined to seventh grade English language arts, and I'll let Deb introduce herself. But. And I'm Deb DeToro, and um, I'm actually a special education teacher. Uh, there are two of us here at our smaller uh, school, and I actually do most of the language arts um, portion of the special ed. And she kind of travels around. So I, I didn't mean confined, like I have to be here. I mean, mm. I want to be here. It's <laughs> the way it sounded. It did, it did sound really like locked down. Yeah. No. She just uh, gets to see what everybody's doing in their room. So I do. <clears throat> All right. So, I mean, every time we've done this, Kim, you have been in your. Oh, no, that's not true. Last time you were not in your classroom. I was going to say maybe you're totally confined. Maybe you are. <laughs> they never let me out. Never let her out. Oh my I gosh. Here, I sleep here. <laughs> All right. So with your guys' unit, you guys cooked up this sort of Olympic unit, perfect, well-timed with the Olympics going on now. Uh, you know, where have you seen sort of collaboration and group work? I'm sure in this unit you've seen it in all different aspects, but... Where are some of those aspects that you've seen it? I don't I don't want to speak for you, but I had no idea when we were doing the amped up version this year that it would have such an impact on our classroom culture and collaboration. The when you're really into a game, everything becomes so important to these students that it's almost um, just a fictional place. So when they enter, they greet each other with their handshake, so immediately they kind of form their little um, bond there. And then behavior like has kind of turned a corner just because they don't want to have any negative repercussions because we have a um, kind of a reverse XP, just a um, penalty point that they can get if their country is having like unsportsmanlike conduct or uh, they're arguing with the referees, which are us, <laughs> mm -hmm. or anything like that. So it's just kind of everybody's holding each other accountable on a different level than we've experienced before. You know, and one of the things that I see, I love co-teaching because um, what I see in my pull-out classrooms is that a lot of times my students have a difficult time coming up with some ideas. But in the co-teaching classrooms, when they're in a larger group, somebody might say something that would spark an idea in them that they didn't even know they had. And so this, um, this unit has really helped with the games we have, you know, our, they're not even my students, they're our students. And that, that makes a really big difference, I think. Um, going back to the culture of the classroom, it's just everybody is on an equal level. 
no matter what your academic ability is, because you you are working together. And um, I think that makes a really big impact on on the students. And they want to work harder because, of course, uh, what they do academically translates into how many points or how many throws or how many shots they get, you know, with the game. And so they do want to work harder. That's fantastic. I mean, both of you have hit upon some just like integral pieces that I love about gamification. But, you know, you, Kim, you had talked about just this idea of teamwork and that they actually kind of, it just, they just care that much more because they are truly a part. It, it goes beyond collaboration. It's, it is a team. And then, Deb, you talked about um, our students. So I love that in your discussion, you're talking even about collaboration among the two of you and how like the, the game itself brought collaboration within your classroom on the teacher level on top of the student level. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and I just think that it's just so cool to see them have a vested interest in class. And we, we've done this one other time, but we didn't have quite the teamwork aspect built into it. And this year we just started with them developing the countries without really knowing what it was for, the teamwork. So just, they just have such pride for their country that, you know, recently the kids kind of came up with this idea of Freestyle Friday, which is just fun at the last five minutes of class on Friday. And they're just doing things. They're writing lyrics to songs. They're um, doing the splits. Doing the splits, <laughs> round offs across the floor. I mean, just crazy stuff just, you know, to support their team. And that's something that uh, we haven't ever experienced. So it's kind of cool. It is really cool how gamification can just change that dynamic because everything becomes something that the students care about. And they just really want to do their best. Um, I, I always think about how English teachers, like yourself, talk, <laughs> <Yes>. talk <laughs> about you know the the power that having an authentic audience for their writing can make such a difference. But then the thing I like about gamification is it kind of gives all those in class experiences meaning and context and kind of a broader audience. So. You know, sure. I, I think it really unlocks that sort of excitement because there it matters now. It's not just this will help you get into college, you know, eight years later. Um, this matters now. And it matters for the team next to you. It matters for the kids in your classroom. It matters to your teacher. You know, it's yeah. uh, it really changes it up. You know, and it has helped, I guess, with our relationship building with the students, too, I think, because they see us in a different light than we probably would if we were standing <laughs> in front of the room lecturing. Uh, yeah. We have whistles, we have rough shirts, um, <laughs> we play the games, uh, we we killed them in golf last we did. week, let's just say that. Like, I we saw dominated. the tweets. Yeah. We dominated and we, they just yeah. thought, this is not fair, you guys are too good. <laughs> but it's just things like that that you can find out more about your students and they can find out more about you that you wouldn't have otherwise found out either. Yeah, and I think that that's such a good thing to kind of remind us as teachers is that Truly, we are in sort of the people profession, and sort of that power of relationships is king. Like, that matters more than probably anything else we do, but sadly, like, that sometimes shuffles to the back while we talk about standards and curriculum layout and scope and sequence and, you know, just truancies and whatever, uh, you know, but we sometimes forget, like, man, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the human business here. We got to make a connection. Well, and you know... <clears throat> 
the, the things that we do are fun and all of the things that you just talked about are not fun. And those are the things. Way to sum it up, Deb. Way to well, sum it up. I mean, I know, fun sucker. But actually, you know, I mean, those are the things when you talk about teacher burnout. What are they? What do we talk about? Standardized testing and data and blah blah blah. You know, but what we do that too. But what we've done to kind of make it different for the kids has also made it different for Kim and I. Mm-hmm. And we're excited every day to come in here. She's I'm in her first period class. It's a perfect way for me to start my day. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit, they're kind of our guinea pigs. Sometimes <laughs> things work and sometimes they don't. And they know they're our guinea pigs. Um, but it's just a great way to start the day. And we are excited to start our day because it's just fun to be in here. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of, you were talking about data, we actually have done an awesome job of incorporating mm-hmm. that into the classroom um, Olympics also. We just recently redid our, um, you know, maps assessment. And we'll just look at that when we're having our little planning sessions and, you know, okay, what was our lowest area? Okay, next lowest area. Okay, how can we turn that into a game? What could our next focus for next week be? And then we kind of practice it for about, what, three three of the days. We yeah. have a mini assessment one day that's more academic based and then, um, or not like a academic game skill based skill based game yeah so we still turn everything into some sort of game and then on mondays usually it's about the like the last 15 minutes is the athletic competition so um we are definitely bringing that data piece in but then when you said truancy Mm -hmm. kids don't want to be gone from our class (laughs) especially (laughs) on fridays and mondays Mm -hmm. which is like the days you would normally see more absences because their team is counting on them for the academic portion on the Friday. And then of course they want to compete in the fun part on the Monday. So I just think there's just so many trickle effects of gamification that you just don't even, you just don't even realize. And they're just all positive things. Yeah. So I yeah, agree. I think when talking to teachers about doing it and like why you should do it, um, Obviously, I see so many great things for the students. Like you're saying, they're just greater engagement, uh, greater outcomes because it's more personal to them and they care. But uh, just watching you two, like, there's something to be said about what we (laughs) as teachers get out of a gamified class, right? I mean... You two well, are that, like that giddy. Is, you're that, like super giddy right here. They're they're on the same like <laughs> chat window, in the same room. We just have fun. We have fun. And you know, uh, one of the things that we all that we do, and we we did this um, with a unit on the outsiders, which we didn't really gamify that, but we did. You know, we did a room transformation with that, so it was a lot of fun for the kids. But for this unit. Um, as well as that unit, we locked the kids out of this room for a couple of days while we transformed it and they had no idea what was going on. And we had them, um, get into their countries, which is what we did for the Olympics. Um, and they had to come up with a name, a flag that represented them, a little bit of their culture and, um, a kind of a uniform, you know, like the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, everybody dresses alike in their country. So they didn't know what this was for. They didn't even know we were doing an Olympics. So they came up with um, dressing alike, like, okay, everybody wear a yellow shirt and black pants today or something like that. And by golly, they did it. It was awesome to see these kids come in dressed alike, waiting at the door 
just about breaking down the door ready to get into the room because they didn't know what it was. And and to, to see them come in unified um, and dressed alike was, was um, really neat to see their excitement and enthusiasm for that. Yeah, so I'm going to piggyback off of her. So the engagement or the anticipation, they just never quite know what to expect from us, <laughs> partly because we are really good planning on the fly. But so we don't even always know what's going to happen next. We just have like little timeout sessions and okay how can we turn this part into a game or you know should we add points for this or offer bling for that but another thing just kind of on the reverse of keeping the anticipation high is the problem solving and group work like the soft skills that are really popular right now as far as preparing students for um, future careers and things they are coming to us well not so much anymore but in the beginning you'd have a student come to you and say my team you know blah 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 there's this problem and i just kind of say okay well you can either solve it on your own or i can solve it for you but then you're probably going to lose um get a penalty get, point. get a penalty point lose mm -hmm. some bling or something like that and each person in the country has a role we have um the president, vice, or no, we don't have a vice We're, communications director, a secretary, and, and, the, and there the it is, a president. vice president. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the the defense, the, the <laughs> secretary, we don't even know. The defense um, person, whatever we want to call that, uh, they are the ones that are supposed to kind of handle the arguments. And if it can't be settled, then the president is supposed to try and work that part out. So we, in the beginning, gave them very designated roles, like, Okay, this is what the president is supposed to do. This is what the secretary is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, vice president just looks pretty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty <much. laughs> but, <laughs> but the secretary of defense is the one that is supposed to kind of be the peacekeeper and handle the problems. So we've just seen them do a lot of problem solving on their own and compromising. Like, okay, she wants it this way, but you want it that way. How can we work together and get this solved before these two blow the whistle at us and mm -hmm. give us penalty points? Well, and, and that's true. And you know what I've seen? Um, the students that are, we, we use the Chromebooks a lot. And uh, you've seen a lot of the things that we've done. And um, the students that are not quite so proficient in that, um, if they don't know how to do something, somebody on their team knows. Mm -hmm. And I have seen a new respect for certain individuals who maybe they didn't think they knew how to do it, but they're the ones that knew how to do it and how to help people out on their team. I, I have seen um, some respect from people that wasn't there before, and I think that's a really neat aspect of it. Yeah, I've seen that a lot in my class as well. When gamification can give other kids that moment to shine that like that integral piece that like solidifies a project that things come together they score the winning shot whatever the case may be it really like makes these sort of epic moments for these kids and mm -hmm. it's been really a not to be too punny but a game changer <laughs> in my classroom about uh you know having like all these kids seen more as equals to each other i mean they really respect each other as peers um, more than I think they did before. I guess that's hard to measure, but in my very scientific, like, eyeball method of watching <laughs> the classroom, it seems like it's happening. We'll back you on that one. I, would, I think so, too. Yeah, and then, 
And then that just leads to sort of greater collaboration and more authentic collaboration. Um, so you guys, how big are your groups? That's a question I know people are going to wonder. Four. Four in a group. Now you have other classes that have, have three. Two groups of three. Mm -hmm. out of, so we got pretty lucky as far as numbers go. So the three groups, we just pretend like there's an invisible person we average in for um, to level the playing field for points. But it's worked out really nicely that every team has about the same number of people and can fulfill all those roles that we told you about. And then when we, we stole your uh, master chef, Relay yes. challenge yeah. thing. How'd it go? And that was awesome. And so that's another thing where like having the right number of people was perfect. Right. Because uh, it just worked out amazing. And we shared that with our whole staff, just so you know, at our uh, last staff meeting as a game that anybody could do for either a preview activity or um, a review activity. But just the collaboration as far as things go is not just her and I or the students and I, but like in our professional learning That's network, true. you know, you and us and the other staff members, because we're kind of putting ourselves out there and always trying to find something fresh to keep the kids excited about the game, because we still have a month and a couple right. weeks of this game left of nice. the Olympic game. <laughs> so we don't want it to get stale. You know, we want it to be fun and uh, full of exciting things and always keep them guessing so right. the collaboration piece is not just here but it's kind of turned into a global thing because she'll say i saw this on twitter and then yeah. i'll say i saw that too should we do that and it's yeah just, that's that's fun. a huge spot to get more ideas for a game and yes. what i would love i know it's not totally pertinent to our topic today but what i would love as i have you both here to answer is you've both expressed about adding to your game, like even on the fly, like even just your little quick timeouts in the corner saying, hey, what do we do? How can we spice this up? Um, what's like your advice to new gamifiers or people that are on the offense who sort of have that, for lack of a better term, sort of teacher-esque mindset where everything has to be perfect before they launch? You know, I got to like have it all figured out. What's, what's kind of your advice because you guys seem to really roll with it and it seems to really work. You know, we've had a couple of epic fails. <laughs> Don't yeah. say that. But just kidding. <laughs> we just like I said, our first our first class is the the co-talk class. And um, there have been times on a, on Fridays when we are assemblies right before our classes run longer and we don't have as much time as we thought we would or something has happened. And so We've either had to make an adjustment on the fly or we get to the end of class and go, shoot, I wish we would have done it this way. Well, then she can prepare for the, <laughs> her other classes and do it that way. And then we just tell our kids they know. They know they're the guinea pigs. And, you know, I think they're okay with that, actually. We've got a great group. Um, and they just kind of roll with it. And so the next day on Monday before the game, we'll have them redo it. And so it's not hurting them. They're doing it twice. Oh, well, they're learning it uh, twice. Um, and then they play the game. I think it's worked out really well to do it that way. And so. I think anytime we want them to up their level of concern, we just throw out there's the potential for bullying yes. here. And the you know motivation totally increases. But mm -hmm. as far as advice for somebody new, 
I think we've kind of embraced the mindset that we're the game masters. <laughs> so yeah, that's I right. Mean, you can't go wrong. It's our game. Mm-hmm. So they don't like it or we screw up. It's like, oops, that's just part of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, we really haven't had much where they've questioned no. um, any sort of thing in the process. But mm-hmm. unless we're like deep in competition <laughs> and everybody's getting kind of heated on something, they might, you know, oh, that wasn't fair. And we're like, hey, the ref calls it. And if you argue with the ref, this is what happens because we're the game masters. But uh, so, it, so it is your game. So if it's yours, there's nothing that can be wrong about no. it. Nobody is judging you on your right. game. But then the growth mindset thing, like she let the cat out of the bag that we fail sometimes. <laughs> and I just think thinking we never have like gotten frustrated over anything or just roll with the punches and kind of, okay, I told third period the other day, I'm like, or fourth period, that's my third time at this. You guys are so stinking lucky because by the time you come, I'm good at this. <laughs> I know what to tell you to make you do it well. And I know, you know, what's going to happen and how long it's going to take. And so, I mean, there's been things, especially when we're co-teaching first period where, like she said, things run long or short and we have to carry it over. So be flexible with your game and right. you're it's yours. You know, I can say I'm extremely lucky to have Kim and work with her because, because she's, she's real, she's really (laughs) talented and creative. And, um, so I have other classes that I, I have that are pullout classes and, and necessarily we're working on those really basic skills of writing. And, and it's a little more difficult for me to get some of those things in there when I'm just needing to really punch some of those skills into my kids' brains. Um, I'm trying a little bit. It's easier in a co-taught class. Um, it's, it's, so the teachers that are listening, if they have just their own classroom, it, it is going to be a little bit scary for them, I think, um, at first, doing it all on their own. Um, but I think the advice I would give is just you have to just jump in and do it. I've watched a couple of your YouTube videos and there done some is. of the things in my classroom um, on my own, and they've worked out really well. The kids have loved them. Um, they love to get up and move around. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, book Zoom, yeah. but yeah. it's looking at things. We did that the other day, and they absolutely loved it. It's not really a game, but I made them kind of get up and do it as a game. And they love those kind of things. So I think you just have to be willing, even if you're an old dog like me, (laughs) you have to be willing to um, just jump in and try, just try, just try something. Um, and then when Deb, that just, works, just a try reminder, something else. Just a reminder, this is this is like radio. So like, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to tell everybody that next year they turn 30. So. Okay. 25. I started me. teaching in 1980. Does that help you? Deb, you're not I helping wasn't yourself. born yet. <laughs> My kid. <laughs> but no, what she was saying too, it's just. Just try it. Um, 
And if you can find somebody in your school to pull into your little mastermind um, of craziness, then do it. Like, even if it's not your content area, I don't see why if I didn't have Deb, I couldn't hit up the gal next door and say, hey, Linda, um, do you want to collaborate on this game? Like, I'll have one level in my room. You have another level in your room. Like, we're separated into wings so you really could just have a whole grade level game i think and anytime you have a whole nother level of collaboration yeah yeah and then and anything can be a game we've kind of figured that out that's Mm. when you were talking about like it could kind of be a worksheet ish thing like what your master chef thing was you cut it into pieces and now it's like an engaging activity it's not crazy that is crazy yeah (laughs) Yeah, like eight. It was just a traditional quiz yes. that I literally cut, cut in up. strips, and they were all like, "This is amazing! This is like yes. the best quiz I've ever taken." <laughs> you cut it up, put it in a box, and make them run for it. It's a game. It's a, it's game, a game, and it's awesome. <laughs> and we just have kind of been going through that. Uh, Matt Miller posted like the thirty-day hook challenge thing, so we've kind of been when we're doing our little planning sessions, we flip through the printed out copy of that and how can we add this to our game and if you were doing it on your own that's an easy way too. you just look at okay like we just the people prop hook okay we were doing genre how can we turn this into a game and we gave them like a certain amount of time a timer is a key to turning anything mm, yes. into a game uh, and then just correct answers or you know we'll say the country that gets it correct gets you know a point and so many points the country with the most points gets the bling and right i just think anything can be a game anything yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's exciting it's exciting stuff i have to say though believe it or not our time is like ah though we're not done no it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy we have enough time for like one more like story of collaboration if you have it oh, Deb, this is you Oh, this is me. You know, one of my one of my uh, one of my favorite things that I, I kind of watched. We have we have one one little country. I say one little country. That that's a little. Sorry, uh, India. They're a little bit. Uh, they're they're a little bit behind the times sometimes. And um, bless their hearts. They that you know there's some absences and sometimes people don't care about what they're doing. But man, when they win a game or they oh, get points, yeah. it's so exciting for them and for the two of us because you kind of see that spark in them that you don't see in some other situations. So, and and one one girl yes. who really I had no idea she could do some of the things that she's doing. She's kind of the computer whiz of the group and it's really raised her self-esteem. I think, um, and it's, we've really circumvented some issues in the class, I think because of that. And in that same country, there is a a student that struggled to control their emotions. Mm -hmm. And we, at the beginning of the year, were uh, meeting a lot with different teachers and teams on how we can help this student. And I don't know if it's the game or what, but since we started nothing. And so we're no problems whatsoever she's going to kind of go off of her, you know, monitoring as far as her behavior goes. And I would like to think that part of it's due mm-hmm. to the game because 
other teachers have seen improvement, but not the improvement that we've seen. That's awesome. I think, yeah. That's yep. fantastic. So just do it. Just play the game. Just, just do it. And, do it. Uh, you know, like a message about collaboration on just do it, that yes. there are so many people that you can connect with to amp up your game and get ideas. Deb talked about going on Twitter. I know, Kim, you share out a lot of the things you're doing on Twitter, and you get a lot of your ideas on Twitter. Exactly. Um, you know, I have a website and a, I have a YouTube channel, you know, this podcast. There's just tons. There's the XP Lab community. So, you know, collaborate with some of the other educators that are already doing this. They are such a helpful community uh, and they will definitely jumpstart your game. Exactly. Agreed. Agreed. And your chat is a very helpful place to get. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to fine tune help on your game, the Explore Like a Pirate chat is definitely a great place to to check out yep we, we try we try yeah <laughs> you succeed all right so we have our reflection time quote here it is a short one and it belongs to absolutely no one uh, <laughs> it is teamwork makes the dream work how does that hit you in light of what we're talking about today Wow. Well, she was throwing out the flattery <laughs> earlier, so I'm going to throw it back at her. But without this chick here, I would probably not have as fun of a game or as cool of a game as I have. So our teamwork makes the dream work of our game, I think. <laughs> I know. Not I think. But there you go. I think that's what it is. Makes makes. Our teamwork helps the kids have better teamwork. So, and our ultimate goal is to get them where they need to be. So, yeah. nice. so all this plays off. I will say from a different perspective because I don't work with either of you. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> it's warmer. It's warmer. Okay. 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 Five degrees, maybe, but just saying. Uh, <laughs> I would say that I love the the teamwork that happens in my classroom and. I think there's a noticeable change of inclusion of different students in groups and just kind of like more powerful class friendships. I'm not, I'm not saying these kids are hanging out on the weekends together now, but like it just it really does change the, the, the class culture and the family culture that we have inside the classroom. So that that's the dream work that I feel the game provides. Agreed. Truth. Ooh. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this crazy chat about collaboration. Uh, Kim and Deb, it was awesome having you guys here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Uh, everybody else, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com. And on there you'll find vlogs, blogs, podcasts, all sorts of things. You can subscribe to my new YouTube channel. I try to put out content twice a week on that. There's always something to be checking out there. And as always, thanks for listening. It is an honor having you guys with us each and every week.